and we are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to not only another edition of Up in Flames, but essentially for me, the episode of Up in Flames. This is episode 100 of Up in Flames. And man, this is a milestone. A few of the guys that, that'll be on here tonight have hit this milestone. And, you know, everybody in the room that I'm going to bring in is, is somebody who's held significant importance in the, the, the minor success, whatever you want to consider it, of Up in Flames, major contributors, you know, one of my guys, you know, these are all the day one guys, essentially guys I've met. Um, and so this is just an important episode for me. We're not going to be breaking down sports. This is going to be fun conversation. Um, tell some crazy stories about Mo and some things that I say off air that y'all might consider me an idiot for. But yeah, this is just a, you know, this is a, this is a time to celebrate. I think this is a milestone. And when you hit this milestone, especially anybody at Off the Ball Network who has hit this milestone, I think everybody would agree that episode 100 deserves to be celebrated for any individual that reaches it there because some people do their first one and never do it again. And so to continue to do it, continue to put out content for the audience and, and continue to just build these relationships with all these guys is, is definitely an opportunity that I wanted to you know, show my appreciation and things like that. But we'll be back right after this. Warning. You are now listening to Up in Flames. We up in flames, yeah. We up in flames, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Let me hear it, Lambo. We up in flames. We up in flames. We up in flames. Yeah, we up in flames, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 we up in flames, yeah, yeah, uh, we up in flames, hold on, uh, check this go, we up in flames, yeah, uh, we up in, uh, yeah, yeah, we up in flames, yeah, Woo. we up in, uh, yeah, we up in flames, we up in flames. is episode 100. So before I bring these guys in, I'm going to bring them in one by one and kind of tell a little backstory about how I was introduced to them, met them. Um, but I want to give thank you to a lot of guests outside of Off The Ball Network because those aren't the only people. These guys here and other guys at Network aren't the only people that contributed. So if I do miss out on your name, I've th put thought on this all day without writing it down on a piece of paper. Um, Zach Raymond from The Off The Glass, Zach Noble, Rod Bridgers, Dante Artis, uh, uh, Wayne Cole, Daniel Artest, Will Lyons, Stephen Gillespie, killing it over there at No Ceilings, former, you know, with Off the Ball Network. Shout out to my guy, Jay Stevens, uh, Derek Murphy. Those were a lot of guys. My, my, my guy, Max Van Auken, been on here multiple occasions. Shout out to Combo as well. Um, Combo came on the show. Danny B, contributor over there at the Knicks wall was another guy I brought on. Um, uh, uh, Jeez, my, my guy Hefe's been on before. Uh, my guy Shane has been on before. So, you know, if I did miss you, I do apologize. This was kind of off the top of the head, giving thanks to everybody. And then I also want to thank my wife. Um, you know, when I'm doing these shows, I do have two kids. I am a, hu I'm a husband. And I'm a father first before any of this. And, um, you know, she holds it down. She watches the kids. She gives me an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, um, depending on who I'm doing a show with to be able to put out this good content with these wonderful people. So without further ado, the first guy I'm going to bring in here is the guy who is the reason why Up in Flames exists. And it is my guy, Rob Cruz, from the Football and Chill podcast. 
first time I ever did a podcast was with my guy, Rob. He started it. I seen he put it out. I wanted to get on. We played flag football together. We were on the ship together in the Navy. So we already had a relationship going anyways. Um, and then he put out a podcast and I did the first few episodes and he kind of motivated me to, you know, get the equipment to be able to do it myself. So really up in flames doesn't exist without a, an initial guest appearance on football and chill. So Rob, what's going on, bro? I appreciate you for being here on episode hundred. I, I appreciate you having me. Um, it, wow. A hundred episodes. That's crazy. I, I do remember. And I look back a lot on when we did our first episode together. Um, it it was a draft. It was the twenty was it the twenty twenty draft? When, uh, yeah, it was with Joe Burrow and Tua. Yep, Joe Burrow, Tua. I was high on Joe Burrow. You were not. Yep. Um, so you still get to hang that over your head to this day. Yep. Um, just the fact that Joe Burrow's three and zero against Patrick Mahomes, including the playoffs so far <laughs> in his career. Um, but yeah, you you know you mentioned the fact that I motivated you to do it yourself, uh, which I was I'm. Obviously, super glad I was able to do it. We both have been able to grow together doing this. Um, but you also motivated me to keep doing it because when I first started doing it, I wasn't really putting it out there to people that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, a lot of people like may all oh, be lame. You know, everybody thinks they, they know everything about sports. And then you found out that I was doing it, I think, through it. And you're like, oh, let me jump on an episode. I was like, yeah, sure. Let me know. And I was, like, half serious. I didn't think you you were really going to do it. And then you hit me up like a week later, like, Hey, when are we going to do this? I was like, Hey, you just come over then. Cause this was like right before COVID hit. I was yeah, it was right that, that, yeah. And the fact that we were able to do this and grow during COVID, I think this helped a lot during that time of not being able to really leave houses and being, still being able to socialize and really just talk about sports. But man, I'm, I'm happy to see you grow, man. I'm glad you made it to a hundred. I kept, I'm glad you kept doing it. Yeah, and to mention that is that you started it before me and you started right before COVID. I basically started up in flames pretty much. I think my first two episodes was pre-COVID. After that, COVID hit. And so, you know, being a new podcaster, trying to find content with no sports going on was literally the toughest thing to do, period. Like, I feel like that was tough for everybody who was already doing it. And a couple of the guys were already doing it that I'm going to bring in. But now I got to bring in Rob, I got to bring in our first our first fan, like our yeah. first fan, my guy, Jeff Hunt. Like, basically, I was introduced to Jeff through you um, and he was our first fan. And, you know, we'll talk about this in probably some of the top moments, because I think the first time Jeff heard me probably thought I was a little off the rocker. And, and hint, hint, Chad Ochocinco has everything to do with that. Um, but Jeff, what's going on, bro? I appreciate you for joining me for episode 100. Hey, man, I just want to get this out of the way. First of all, congratulations. Um, you know, I've said it before. I know what it takes, and I also like know the extra. You know, and it's honestly a sacrifice that you make to do this show with a young family. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't have done it at you know your age or Rob's age or most of you guys. Honestly, um, it was something I did later in life because I had the time and you know was able to do it. But uh, you know, so just first and foremost, thanks to your family for for letting you spend the time with us. Um, we, we, we know it's tough and I know, I know, I know what the behind the scenes is like sometimes, but you, you do it, uh, for the passion of it. And no matter what's going on, you always, you always bring it. 
if if you're on as a guest, you're awesome. Yeah, uh, you do you you know you're you're funny. Uh, you you bring a you bring a great eye of the of the game. Um, you bring great stories. You lighten the mood sometimes. You get us pumped up sometimes. And we know that behind the scenes, you know, you got a lovely family that uh that that, that also you know uh needs your time and values it too. So uh, I just want to appreciate you. And then, of course. Honestly, I don't really separate you two since we're going to talk about it. Um, I consider you, t- I still, in my mind, you two are like, like a pair, even though, you know, you don't get to record as much as you used to. Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll never forget the first time I heard, I, I picked up on Rob's show, uh, probably from one of our, our Facebook groups or something. And I would always like, I would always try to go to those groups and listen to my show and, and hear something new. And, and, you know, Anybody that's listened, not that this is a show about Rob, but anybody that's listened to Rob knows that, like, he's just got a way and he's got a way to put things and he has a viewpoint that, like, you just latch on to. It's not your typical run-of-the-mill sports show. So I'm listening to him every week and I'm like, man, I, I really, I really, I just like this guy's tone. I like his angles. I like where he's coming from. And and this is right before you, like you guys said, then uh, COVID hits and then we, everything kind of explodes, but this is like, we're listening to this audio. This isn't, you know, m- most of it wasn't face to face till that spring. Mm-hmm. You guys know that. And then we did the draft probably that year. I, um, I think I hosted one that year. Rob hosted the next year, but then anyway, and then he, uh, he has his friend Mo on and, and I used to do an in in studio show too. So I know how special that is. And when you guys were in there, I was like, I mean, if you remember, I text immediately, Rob. I was like, this is it. Um, You know, you and Mo are special. Like, he's great. I can can remember the first time I heard Mo. I was running. I used to, you know, listen to a ton of podcasts when I ran. I still do. And I was running. It was Mo's first show with you. And I'm running the trail. And I can just remember thinking, like, these guys are special like this, like there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but um, I'm loving it. I, I, I would guarantee that I text Rob before I was done running that day. I can guarantee it. Um, you know, and that's when I knew how special it was going to be. And then I was so pleased when, you know, Mo announced that he was going to do his own show and Rob was so supportive. And, and then, you know, of course I went back and forth with the shows and you guys were both so supportive of each other. So, um, you know, I don't separate you two. Um, I'm so glad that I stumbled on to Rob's podcast and then it, and then it spilled over to up in flames. It has been, and it's been a pleasure to work with you both. I recently, I recently stepped down a little bit from, you know, my, my normal podcasting and all that. I still do guest appearances and stuff, but, um, I can't thank you enough or, or tell you how awesome it's been to share, to share time and space. And, um, for everybody that's listened to some of our crazy stuff over the years, it's been awesome, man. I know that was long winded, but I had to get it yeah. out of the way before we start having fun. I apologize to the other guys in the chat room. I know they're probably getting frustrated. because <laughs> like, Oh, here we go. Jeff again, but it is what it is. You guys, yeah. my boys, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and I appreciate it, bro. Like I said, I mean, you were really the first fan. Um, I remember Rob telling me, like, yo, Scott Jeff, man, he he, he really liked what we got going. And I'm like, you know, you, you just think nobody's listening. Like, nobody's listening. We're doing this for fun, but we're having fun doing it. So it's like to hear, you know, before I even had my own show, to hear, like, okay, we grab somebody's eye. If I grab one, I grab two. Two could turn into four, and you could double it up, and that's, you know, you know, you have some with a couple hundred views. You have some with 20 views. Like, it is what it is. But I think at the end of the day, as long as you love what you're doing, which I think everybody in this room um, and bringing into this room does love what they're doing. And I think that's more important than anything. And I think that's why this has been enjoyable. So bringing in pretty much the guy that has made a lot of these relationships happen, a lot of these friendships. Um, One of my first guests and the guy that basically asked Jeff, you and myself, um, to start a network with him and be the Off the Ball Network. 
the president of the Off the Ball Network, Chris LeBron, also the host of Off the Ball Podcast and also the host of Get a Bucket Podcast. Yes. Chris, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on? Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to do something right now for you. Uh, I made a we as a network and others uh, made a little tribute for you, but I'm just trying to figure out how to do it so you could see it. So bear with me for one second. Remember, yep, I told screen you, share it, then Mo just have to yeah. okay it and it should play. If I can get it, let me see. You know, I almost was wondering why K Dot's face popped up in the screen and I was looking at the comments <laughs> to see if anybody like sent from the link and am I bringing him in or I got to uh I should have figured this out better. Uh, I just want to say real quick while, while Chris is working tirelessly. Um one thing we forgot to mention the next step of me and Rob and Mo's relationship. Mo, you said it. You remember what you said that day? I believe it was What would you say about Ocho Cinco? He's the top 5 wide receiver of all time. I t- I, I I wish I wish me and Rob had the records. I text him immediately on messenger and said, I love Mo. What did he say? I promise you that's what it said that day. I was like, what did he just say, Rob? And I was like, I'm glad he said it. This was so much fun, but what is, what is going on? And that's when I knew we had, we had, we had something different on our hands. And then who knew that a couple of years later, Rob was going to say, was going to come out there with, with DK Metcalf and just, and, and make low, make Mo like he's like a top five made a lot more sense once once we had yeah, DK once he told at number us DK one. Was gonna be the greatest. So between the two, you two of the top five receivers in the NFL history, DK Metcalf and O'Shea Hey Mo, do you it. see do you see like another video next to me in my Mo? Okay, there you go. Hundred episodes. That's crazy. It's a huge milestone. I'm very proud of you. Um, very lucky to not only see you grow but to grow with you in this podcasting game. Um, I know you're going to try to give me credit for getting you through the door. And while I don't want the credit, I mean, if you're giving it out, I'll, I'll take some of it. Um, but all jokes aside, man, again, congratulations. 100 episodes, huge. I'm very excited to see what the next 100 uh, you have to bring. Man, congratulations on your 100th episode, man. You have been killing it. Congrats for real, man. Uh, episode 200 is going to come so, so quickly. Man, but I just wanted to give you a big congratulations, man, and keep doing your thing. Mo, my dog, my brother, congratulations on a big milestone to reach episode 100. Obviously, I know that's no easy task. Congrats to you. Um, it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure to arrive. Just being on the network with you these last few years. Um, you made so many different memories through chats and through shows. I can only imagine what it's really going to be like when we link up for real. Um, you know, you're definitely one of the more um, intelligent minds of you know, not only our network, but just in sports media in general. Um, you definitely bring the energy to every show. You bring the last few jokes, but you also bring you know great insight and a different outlook on you know players, teams, and just you know the atmosphere around sports in general. No matter what conversation it's about, um, anytime you're listening, bro. Anytime you're talking, bro, I'm definitely listening. Um, separate this is about Ohio State, so go Gators. Um, but now, nah, definitely, you know, congrats to you on your early success. Can't wait to see where you know take off with this and. You know, just take off with our network and then congrats to another hundred more. What's up, Mo? Congratulations, brother. 100 episodes. I'm so happy for you, man, that the Up in Flames pod has reached and now we'll be surpassing the century mark. Uh, podcasting is very difficult. 
It takes a lot of preparation, a lot of you know hard work, determination, most importantly, passion and intelligence. I think we've all seen through these first 100 episodes, and we will continue to see that you fit the bill in every single way. Your passion in the podcast every time, the intelligence you spew, the fun moments you provide, and more importantly, we can all see the person that shines through, and that's one of the most genuine and real dudes in podcasting, sports or otherwise today. It's an amazing achievement to hit 100 episodes, and you're one of the guys that certainly deserves to make it this far, the success you've had and the success you will continue to have. I've been very honored to be on the show. And I'm also very honored to be able to call you a friend and someone who I've been able to connect with in this. And I know Off The Ball Network is extremely happy and proud for one of their VPs and one of the most important people, part of the network. Once again, brother, up in flames, 100 episodes. And it's gonna keep on going from there. I hope it's a long way. I hope you make it to 1,000, bro. And I'm definitely gonna be listening. I know everyone will be every step of the way. Congratulations once again, brother. You deserve it. What's going on, Mo? Congratulations on episode 100. I definitely thought the podcast could be up in flames by now, but in all seriousness, man, congratulations. This is a hell of a feat. It definitely shows your love and determination um, for the craft. Definitely proud of you, of this accomplishment. Just continue to keep growing, keep doing podcasts. And, man, I just, I just love what you're doing. Just love the support that you gave, gave to me and to others and just everything that you have accomplished on the podcasting realm and just in life in general, man. You, you're a hell of a, a, hell of a guy, man. Even though we are rivals in teams-wise, but in the game of life, we're friends forever. So definitely appreciate you, man. And uh, once again, man, congratulations. Episode 100, man. Congratulations, my guy. Mo Murphy, congratulations on 100 episodes of Up in Flames. Uh, really excited for you, really proud of you. It's been a pleasure um, getting to know you over the last few years at OCBN. Um, Field Stormers has been just an absolute joy. Uh, looking forward to making more content with you for years to come, and uh, congratulations on your 100th episode. What is good, Mo? 100 episodes. Man, that is... What is good, Mo? 100 episodes. Man, that is... That's awesome. I'm so damn happy for you. That's a genuine accomplishment. That's fantastic. And for me to you, man, congratulations. And I'm not just going to do this video and... Rain on your parade by talking about the absolute pounding that Ohio took <laughs> at the hands of the Michigan Wolverines. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to congratulate you on your 100 episodes. I'm so happy for you, man. Oh, this is Max Van Auken from the Max Van Auken Podcast, oh, the MVP. Man. I want to take a moment to congratulate my guy on episode 100, Mo Murphy, Up in Flames Podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work with you, to watch your progress um, from episode one to episode 100 and then everything you're going to set out to achieve. I just want to say congratulations. Huge supporter. Uh, one of the realest, most knowledgeable in the game. So congratulations on a huge accomplishment. And it's only up from here. Um, this is Yo, Mo, it's Jordan Foote, man. Uh, firsthand, just wanted to congratulate you, bro, on 100 episodes. Absolutely insane. Man, where a lot of people have stopped, you have kept going, you have persevered, you have pushed through with great content and come out on the other side better because of it, man. Um, blessed and honored to have been a very small part of your journey and can't wait to see what's next, man. Take care. What up, Mo? Congratulations, man. 100 episodes is a big deal. 
Uh, I would take a shot at tequila with you, but it is Monday morning, so I can't do that. I'll do it this weekend, though, for sure. I'll definitely uh, remember you in my head. Uh, take one down the hatch for you this weekend. Congratulations again. Congratulations on Ohio State making the college football playoff. Um, I'll pull for them. I hope I'll give you that gift. I'll, I'll root for Ohio State to win the title. I won't root for the Cowboys, though. Can't do it. 49ers got to deal with them in the playoffs, so they got to they gotta meet their maker at, you know, at that time. Um, yeah, keep grinding, man. I'll keep listening. Keep delivering those spicy takes. My favorite one of all time is still the Tom Brady smoke cigarettes. It's going to come out at some point, and you got to be the guy to break it. And we can all quit back that time when you said you suspect him of smoking those skinnies, those cigarettes. I can't remember the exact wordage, but congratulations again, man. Keep it up, and I'll, I'll be tuning in. Mo just wanted to say congratulations, 100 episodes. That just tells you how much work you've been willing to put in to your craft and continue to put out great content, whether it's video, audio, episode one, episode 50, episode 100. Everything you put out has been absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate how much you are dedicated to this grind because this is not easy. So 100 episodes, congratulations. And I can't wait to come back for episode 1000 when you've really made it big. Yes sir, yes sir, I had to stop my quick workout for a sec. Graduating my guy Mo, my guy Mo Murphy, 100th episode of the podcast. Um, the past few years I've known you bro, you're putting in a lot of work, putting in a lot of time into the craft, man. And it's showing, man. So definitely congrats to you, my brother, and much more success moving forward. What up, what it is, what's poppin'? It's the neighborhood nice guy, Kada, and I want to wish my man, Mo Murphy, a.k.a. Solo Mo, a happy 100th episode. Listen, the Off the Ball Network, the 9450 Network, and 265 Media, we've been chopping it up for a good while now, and I am just so proud of what my man, Mo, has been doing and what the Off the Ball Network has been doing. So keep doing what you guys are doing. Much success to you. Listen, Mo, you know how it is, how we roll. Always been 100 with each other. So I'm extremely proud of you. And again, congratulations on your 100th episode. Everybody know what it is. Love is love. Peace. Congratulations, Mo Murphy and the Up in Flames podcast on his 100th episode. I will not be holding anything against him either, being that I'm a Michigan fan and he is an Ohio State fan. We <laughs> still have business to take care of when those two see each other in the national championship or the national championship playoff. We'll see, but congrats, Mo. Two for audio, I guess. <laughs> Mo, it's your boy Chris. Hey, man. Big ups to making it to episode 100. Hey, man, to see it, boy. I know you've been grinding, hustling. It's all paying off. Had to show my love. Big ups to you, bro. Keep doing your thing. My guy, Mo Murphy. Congrats, Mo. 100 episodes for the Up in Flames podcast. A great milestone. And I am excited that you and the podcast, you have led it in this way to reach this point in time. We connected, I think, a couple years ago. You had me on your podcast. We had some fun, fun back and forth. I learned about your love for Ohio State football. I actually enjoyed your love for sports as well. We've done shows for the Jay Stevens podcast. I've been on Up in Flames. We've done a lot of stuff for Locks on Buckeyes. And every time we come on, you bring excitement, you bring, you bring insight, and you bring intelligent analysis to the show. Whatever show it is, you make the show better. 
and up in flames. It is what it is because of you, and you are doing some great things. I'm excited you've reached 100 episodes. Can't wait to see 150, 200, 250, 300, so on and so forth. Because, man, don't stop. Keep going. And once again, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Congrats, Mo, on 100 episodes for the Up in Flames podcast. Yo, what's good, Mo? Congrats, dude. 100 episodes. Consistency is key. Not a lot of people say that. And keep up the fire conversation with the fans. And your podcast definitely got to pull up Hey, what's up, family? This is your boy, Stephen Greenfield. I'm Stephen Collective, formerly of the Off the Ball Network. And I am here to congratulate my guy, Mo Murphy, up in flames himself for 100 episodes. Mo, that's a huge feat, man. No small potatoes. Personally, I know how much time, money, and effort and energy you put into what it is that you do. I'm super proud of you, man. I know that the rest of the Off the Ball family has been a big support for you. You have been a world to me in my own personal and professional development. I know that you and I, we're still tight. We're still boys. It's all love, man. Super proud of you. Pumped. A hundred down. A million more to go. Mr. Mo Murphy, up in flames. Keep it going, man. Go strong. Congratulations on 100 episodes, my brother. Much love. Well, congrats on 100 episodes, buddy. Really appreciate it. I even uh, made this video while I'm at work, so I must clearly like you enough. We're in the Cowboys' lanyard. No, they're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Let's get that out of the way. But congratulations, buddy. You made your accomplishment. <laughs> Hey man, y'all didn't have to. No, there's more. There's more. There's more. More. Uh, that's depth. That's two. There's, there's, there's. You have to see the last. There's only a few more left, but you have to see it. It's not the yeah. end. It's just Jeff with creative too. Oh. <laughs> Yo, Mo Murphy, congratulations on the century mark. I mean, where, where do I, where do I even begin? Where do I even begin with Up in Flames? Like, you know, I was there as, as a day one listener. You and Cruz out there in Washington doing your thing. Um, you know, I, I couldn't, I could, I couldn't wait to hear more of it. I couldn't wait to see what you would do. You, t you took the uh, challenge to start your own show, you know, uh, up in flames and, and you did it. You, um, you know, you, you not only did, you know, you did your own thing, but you, you bring, you bring an energy, you bring a fun, but you also bring a critical eye to the game. That's, that's a rare combination. You, um, you're truly, you're truly one of the most gifted, uh, podcasters slash an analyst slash, you know, content creators that I've ever uh, worked with. Um, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say we appreciate you, you know, the sacrifice, you know, as, as a fellow podcaster, as a teammate, I, I know what it takes to, to do this. You know, I know what you're giving up with your family and your, you know, your lovely children and your wife and everything to, to do what we do. You know, you a hundred episodes of up in flames. It's not even the tip of the iceberg on what, you know, everything else you've done, guest appearances and just conversations and always being there, you know, just a, a, a great teammate, a great ally, a, a great friend. You know, you're, you're, you're truly one of the best, man. And, uh, you know, even, even with a broken leg, you took the time to call me and, and cancel my show. You still owe me one, man. Don't forget you still owe me one. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, you're, you're a great friend. You're a great teammate. Uh, two things I know in this world, Mo, uh, as my podcasting career winds down. If I was right about two things in this world, it was Micah Parsons and Mo Murphy. Uh, congratulations, man. Seriously, this is a big deal. 
and uh, we'll always be brothers. We'll always be friends. I'll always be there for you. And I hope I'm there to celebrate 1,000, man. I can't wait to see where Up in Flames goes from here. So uh, cheers, brother, and uh, here's to the future. Mo Murphy, my brother, congratulations. 100 episodes, bro. That is an accomplishment unlike any, brother. Like, you don't realize there's people that don't even get past the first episode, and you got to 100. And that's something you should be really proud of. I've seen you grow since the first time we linked up back in, you know, a few years back to 2020, you know, pandemic year. And, you know, we've been able to really grow, not just as podcasters and, you know, hopping on each other's show, but we've got a brother. And we've never even met in person, which is crazy, which well, which we finally meet. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a movie. But it's it's been really dope seeing your growth as a podcaster, the host, everything you've done, you know, your growth has been such a joy to see, you know, and that's why you're the VP of the Off Ball Network, and that's why I've, I've trusted you to be my right-hand man, you know, throughout this journey, building this network, and we've done some really good, cool things, and we got a lot more cool things, you know, in store for the future. But brother, congratulations, 100 episodes, um, and I hope to be there for episode 200 and all that but that is like i said a hell of a college where people don't even get past the first couple and you got 200 so congratulations my brother 100 episodes get the 200 300 keep building up the flames and make this thing a powerhouse man like i said it's been a joy to see you your growth and keep killing my brother Hey, Mr. Up in Flames, congratulations on your 100th episode. I love you so much, and I'm so very proud of you. And just keep up the good work, because you're going places, kid. Oh, and go Buckeyes. Congratulations, Daddy's new 100. I love you. Oh, man. Oh, Yo, that was oh. We did it. We did it. I told you I was going to make you cry. I no, did great it. job, Chris. Great job, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. I, that was I told you I was going to make you cry. Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. I was about to cry. All right. that, that wasn't supposed to happen. So real quick, no. before we go any further, Ken is the other guy that, you know, I brought him in in the middle of the video. Um, But, yeah, that's another guy, bro. I've created a great friendship with Ken. Um. I heard about him prior to him being, you know, the competitive hedge podcast um, when he was a shooter shoot podcast, had him on, was on his show, you know, multiple times. Um, you know, we've, we have great conversation. We go back and forth. We have private conversations. Um, you know, we just, we, we talk a lot and I get on Ken's nerves. Ken, Ken makes it a point to get on mine um, and he knows uh-huh. it and he will go out his way to do it and acknowledge that he's doing it. Um, but yeah, that's my guy, Ken. So Ken, I appreciate you for being on episode 100. And I do appreciate everyone who took, you know, a few moments, a few seconds of the little bit of time, free time that they had, um, basically to contribute to the hundredth episode. Didn't think I'd have this many guests. Didn't think I'd have this many, uh, positive words of people saying it. And so, you know, just as a reflection, that's big, but Ken, I appreciate you for being on as well. Yeah, of course, man. Obviously a hundred episodes is a major deal. Um, there's one thing that's been my favorite part of Up in Flames. It's I think we all know because we've been podcasters for a long time that that we have those filler words. 
Uh, for me, for a long time, it was um or like or or words like that. And for LeBron, uh, oh, sorry, that's that's Mo's. I, I took that one from him. Um, his other filler words are Ohio State, um, Buckeyes. Um, am, am I missing any? I, I just wanted to make sure that I got them all out there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent is my filler word. Just so you're aware of them as we go through this show, that, that those are your filler words that turn into filler rants, which are some of my favorite when you go through them. But, you know, I think one thing that people don't realize is like, you know, we can talk about all the terrible takes that most had because like I'm sure we, we have some lists uh, prepared on that. But being a podcaster, some of the most fun is going out on a limb on some of our takes because then you get to go back and be like, damn, I was right on this one. And I'm sure we've all had some terrible takes throughout our time, but that's what keeps it fun. It'd be really boring if we all just came on here and just said like, okay, so the chiefs are good and the bills are good. And anyways, I'll see you guys next week for the up in flames podcast. Like it's fun to go out on a limb and, and maybe take a shot on a guy that maybe other people aren't seeing that, that you see this guy in college and you're like, he's great. Or a guy in the league that you think could be most improved or whatever it is. I mean, there's a variety of things that it could be, but you go out on a limb, you keep it entertaining, you keep it fun. That's why we all do this. We wouldn't do this if, you know, we didn't enjoy it. The amount of preparation that goes into it is extensive. And, you know, even on my show personally, getting up at five in the morning to do a live show Monday through Friday isn't easy, but it's because I love it. And I know that you love doing it as well. And it's been a pleasure to work with you over the years, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I do want to say this because this was the goal of Up in Flames was to be able to cuss. Chris, that's some bullshit, okay? That 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 video is some bullshit. <laughs> because I'm making it, and I'm like, I'm seeing all the faces. Uh, and I told you. What did I say, bro? I'm going to make you cry. And then, you know what? I really didn't have a, a, like a, a plan. I really did. And then I was like, I, I know what's going to make him cry. But and things like a bunch of videos. Out. And I got, I hit up a bunch of people and I I hit, and I was like, you know, what's really going to make him cry if I get his wife and kids. So I hit up, I hit up your wife and I said, he's a 100. She's like, got you. So she made the video for me. I was like, he's going to cry. Just I was it. wondering, you know, it's crazy. Cause she kept like <laughs> since Saturday evening, she's been pressing me. Like after I recorded 99, she's been pressing me. Like when is a hundred? When is a hundred? I said, it's going to be no later than Tuesday evening. I just want to make sure everybody got time on, make sure I can get the right people. And she's been like, when are you doing a hundred? And I, I thought it was weird. I'm like, why are you so pressed on me doing a hundred? Like, do you even really care? And then, so for that to be the reason, like now the past three days, um, all makes sense. But I do, I, I do appreciate everybody, uh, um, who contributed to that video, man. That means a lot. Um, and kind of, you know, it's kind of like real quick, like a reflection of myself is like, well, a lot of everybody said the same things and like in their own flavor, their own, but like they said the same things. And so sometimes when you have those moments, I mean, that might be a video that's just special period. Like, I think that's one of those where I have moments that that video might rock with me. Like I'm gonna get that personally. That might rock with me for 20 years, even if I'm not podcasting or on the radio or talking sports 20 years from now, just the fact that people I've run into, I've left a genuine impression and gain friends for life and brothers for life and basically an extended family for life does mean a lot. So I know everybody may not be able to stick in, you know, for the whole time. So we'll actually get the show going because the video threw me off. Didn't know that was coming. Um, so I'm going to go around the horn and I'm going to let everybody talk about their top Mo 
moments. And so we've created with this whole Mo, we capitalize Mo when it's moments, Mo Ohio State, gaining momentum, Mo crying, whatever it may be. Um, so Rob, I'm gonna start with you. Top of your head. I actually I once I put this out, I feel like all of y'all put deep thought into it and was like, I'm gonna get them. So like like for you, like your top moment, like just thinking of Mo. And thinking of what is your top moment, craziest thing I said, greatest thing I said, you know, go ahead. I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. <laughs> you you don't though, and that's the thing. When you, when you put it out, I was I did start digging deep. I did start going through our text messages and and through a few of our old things we did together. But actually, I'm I'm gonna be a little little serious for a minute. Um, it it was your Kobe episode. That one, it it really hit hard, and we talked about this because we obviously we're both on the ship at the same time, or at the time that of Kobe's passing, and we talked about it a lot and how it affected you know us with our daughters. And doing that episode when you were, I think that might have been like your third, maybe fourth yeah, episode like you had ever done. Uh, just the way you handled it, I think, and and that episode still today to this day is probably one of your better ones, just because. Like you're emotional about Ohio State. You're emotional about the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why they disappoint you every single year. Um, at least us Commanders fans, we we don't get disappointed because we know we're gonna be ass every year. Um, but the way you handled it that that whole episode, it was to be so to be so new and, and fresh in this was was absolutely tremendous. And it was really when I knew that that you were probably gonna be doing this for for a while. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not where I thought you was going. Um, and that one was tough. Like, you know, um, sitting at home, wife at work, you know, and, and I feel like even in that episode, the only thing I, I wasn't that good as far as doing it by myself. And I really was just talking, but like, I feel like I did paint a picture of, you know, when I found out Kobe died, like, you know, um, it hurt and I wasn't the biggest like Kobe fan. Like, it's not like, I think I became more of a fan of the Kobe we knew as a man, as opposed to a player. Um, but still like to know, like once that info came out that his daughter and like, just to know that I'm at home by myself and like my daughter and I just bring her out there and give her a hug and she doesn't understand why. And it's like, man, sometimes when people who are iconic in your life, whether you know it or not, uh, moments that happen to him make you realize moments are precious. So that's kind of where that episode came from. It was just, you know, pure emotion. Everybody was talking their Kobe standpoint. So they didn't really want to hit on who he was as a player. Um, just kind of more so that moment and what it meant for me. So I didn't think you were going to go in like any type of positive light. I figured you had one in the bag, just waiting of like, oh, I'm going to get Mo for saying this. So yeah, that was maybe that, that for two hundred. Yeah, that one was special, even though it was still like I look back at the episode and I was like, God, I was awful just because of, of coming up. But like you know that that one it holds special even still because it was part oh, yeah. of the beginning. Um, Jeff, Jeff. You have a couple moments. You have a few things. There's there's so many because we've done so many shows. Um, honestly, my my favorite ones were the the very first ones, and you know, selfishly, it's because I predicted this. Like in my head, I was like, this guy is it should be doing this and is made for this. And you know, to be here now to look back and be like so right about something, you know, that does. Um, you know, there was the night of the NFL draft when you were mad about getting Micah Parsons and I had to talk, I tried to talk you off a ledge. Um, there's the Chad Ochocinco moment, um, you know, you know, and, and selfishly again, like the times you we've, you've been on, you know, my show when I did the Buckeye remix and we got to really dig in and, 
and uh you know do some passionate you know some some buckeye stuff but uh in all honesty it's it's the early stuff uh you were you always talk about how bad those episodes were but you were you were just from jump street man you were you were, you were born to do it you were a natural uh those early episodes were awesome um i just i can honestly remember being like i can't like it upset me because I had already been a season, I'd have been a whole football season ahead of you. And as soon as you started, I'm like, oh, this, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, I have no chance in this business. If guys like this, this is what their first episode sounds like. Oh yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. Like I said, I think when you grow so much, I think all of us, like if we all go back and listen to each, each other's first episodes, we'll be like, man, you weren't, especially jumping in the game. Like I, most of us weren't really bad. Like I remember first hearing Ken, um, in his first, I'm like, man, this dude got it. And he was like fairly new. And so even with Chris, like that's what connected me with Chris was, you know, as beginning a podcast, I feel like in order to gain support, you have to support. And so that's what linked me to everybody was like, I'd already listened to Ken prior to meeting him because if I want his support, I have to have been able to have supported him already. So to ask for him to be on a guest, be on as a guest, but never listen to anything he's put out. I feel like that's disrespectful. Like, Oh, you just want me on because you see, you know, I was on with JJ Reddick or something. And, and it's like, no, like I, I've listened to you. I know, you know, I know about you prior to that. So, you know, I feel like if we do go back, but I feel like if all of us critique ourselves individually, the growth that every single one of us in this room and everybody at the network has had, your first episode is probably horrible. Your first five or 10 are probably horrible compared to reaching 90 and 100. And, and you know, even still, like when we talk about reaching our own 100 episodes, we've done so many guest spots and so many appearances that we've all surpassed 100 well before we celebrated our own personal 100. That's just... Yeah. You know, we were doing weekly stuff together and all that. So, like, when you really think about it, but just putting the time in on your own and never giving up. But, yeah, I do appreciate it because I didn't feel like I was that good. Like, you well, know, joke let's not my- let's not forget to it. It never made the air, Mo. But like I like I was there on the video call when you called me from an from an ambulance to tell me that you couldn't make the show that night. Like nobody else got to see that but me. But that like was- I, I promise you guys, it was him on a gurney in an ambulance with paramedics around him. And he's like, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> and then I, looked the, I looked at the guy. See, so so speaking of that, that's my top moment with Jeff is I looked at the ambulance and I was like, you think I right now? and he was like, bro, you're about to be so high. There's no chance in hell. Like, that's what he told me. He's like, you're but, about to but you missed. You obviously didn't see it, but you, Jeff's face. All right. So in the, I know I you guys are doing a show, but you see Jeff's face and you, you could see something wasn't right. I, was, I, was and I didn't know yet, and I was cracking all like Mo, Mo stood you up, blah, blah, and then I didn't know until I think you told us. Yeah, because yeah, I was in the, I went through the hospital phase, like so. I don't, I'd only talked to Jeff and like my family, and the only reason I called Jeff was because I'm like, I looked at the time while I'm in the back of the ambulance, and I'm like, yo, it's like 15 minutes till showtime. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking I at least make it to the hospital, and then I could do it from there. And hey, Jeff, I'll, I'll answer the questions later, but we got this. Um, but yeah, it didn't happen. So I was like, okay, let me at least give him the respect because if I don't, and be like, oh yeah, my ankles broke. Like Jeff would be like, I ain't hear from him. Like, dang, that dude sucks. So I just felt like, oh, Jeff, that kind of respect was like, you know, I'm gonna just let him know prior to having five IVs in me and just drugged up. I was able to consciously talk to Jeff and let him know I can't make it. So Ken, your top moment, like when you think of Mo in the podcasting world, what do you think of (laughs) Um, I mean, like it was okay. You could have said you used me because of JJ, because like I assume that's why most people use. No, nah, I had already place. listened like, to you prior. Okay. I was You're welcome, Ken. You're welcome, Ken. 
Thanks, I had only listened to you. <laughs> I was with Chris, and he had you on as a guest before that. I know. I'm just I'm busting your balls. <laughs> like, I don't know why you took that seriously. Um, no, I honestly I don't really have like a particular mo moment. Like Jeff already alluded to the draft night with Micah Parsons because felt like I was trying to talk him off the ledge because I'm like he's like he's the one extreme of Cowboys fandom and I'm the other end of like I'm doom and gloom. But I felt like I had to like switch spectrums that night because Mo was in like a deep dark place about Micah Parsons, and I'm like, he's a mess. It's, it's it's okay. Like we got a defensive player, and it sounds like he's really talented. And I didn't even know a lot about the draft. I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is, so I don't know why you're freaking out. But honestly, I think I almost cried that night. Okay, <laughs> you're 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 in a bad spot that night. You're in a bad spot. But I I think what it is about Mo is just that. Um, I think we've all probably had that guess that seems like they're unprepared. And then you feel like maybe like you weren't at your best or they, they could have been better, but I've never felt that with Mo, any show that he's done, he's always been such a professional in the way that he's conducted himself. And so the top moment, like for me, it's anytime he's done a guest spot on my show, like not up in flames. Like, yeah, I've been on there, but I always feel like I'm almost like watching him the whole time. What, what he's, talking about because he is such a good talker like i bug him and call him stephen mo smith all the time because he the guy can rant the, the guy can go on a rant that's coherent and it's well put together and it's well thought out and it's never overly angry like uh, i shouldn't say never but it's rarely overly angry and so you know i i just i just have such an appreciation for mo just the talent that he brings to the table and i know that we've already kissed his ass for like 30 minutes now but you know that's this is about him tonight so so we can keep on doing it but i just think that he's such a professional the way that he conducts himself the top moments are always anytime he's on my show i get people all the time up here like who the hell is that crazy guy that you have on from down south that's just talking about lebron like and it's like that's mo and and every time i have him on I, i had great downloads i had great feedback and so i think oh, so you're using him for numbers game. ken you're using him for numbers me for numbers 100 percent. but but well, i'm more funny, honest than mo and that's why i'm the, a better person than him so that's why i'm is, open about it and he's he's left though. yeah to agree with ken the funniest part about it and we all know this mo comes on complete professional gives you everything the second you click off every time he's like all right guys i gotta get out of here like i got like i got like i I gotta get my kids to bed man wait until you're no longer live the show actually ends it's like i gotta go all right boys so anyways (laughs) yeah i I gotta go (laughs) from from point a to point b he is on gotta go He's a light the switch. Thing, the, the thing is, the the reason why, especially like lately, like the past few months, is because now the kids are more active than ever. Oh, yeah, you got a it's producer like, in the background. We get oh, it. oh it, it's fine. It's just funny to sit there and it's like, I, I mean, I still had my outro, but yeah, Mo, like you, you go, you go grab well, that Molo cup like, and have a good I gotta go. I gotta go get some meat. Well, my wife will be like, how long are you going to be? And well, anyways, like, I got to go. I got to grab some dinner. I got to grab some dinner, boys. Oh, my but kids I, are going crazy. I'll, be, I'll, I'll holler at you, Lynn Chat. Except yeah. that, wait a minute. I forget. There was that moment where he was living solo. I forget what was going on. Like, you were either waiting for your when family. I broke my ankle. It was, yeah. yeah. I was in the family, and I broke my ankle. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was always you. You guys remember he was always Mo in the room with the ceiling fan. Yeah, uh, you all remember that room? Like, we did. Days. That, they got days. loose. They got loose that summer. That that yeah, was different. Yeah, yeah. Or winter, was whichever. I stayed, it was. Up, I stayed with my boy, and I was staying upstairs in the room. 
Um, Cruz, it came to see me around that time, but I stayed upstairs and I was just in the room and I had two things to live for podcasting and the new PS five. Like that's what I had to live for. I was up there with a broken ankle. I had all day to talk. And I feel like sometimes those episodes would last way longer than they should have because like I got all day. Um, but now, yeah, I'll hear the kids in the background or my wife will be like, how long are you going to be? I'll be like an hour. And the next thing you know, like an hour and a half only because record time is an hour, but 30 minutes prior, I've had to change the time to start because 30 minutes pre-show is, is a show already. We should just get on here. What's up, man? And press record um, and let it ride. So before we get into the last two, like just fun things and bring them back like times or, or, or hypotheticals, Chris, what's your top moment? There's a lot, but it's. I almost hate when y'all say there's a lot. Like there's a lot. There was like the, the comparisons we made, like the you know motastic and you know <laughs> amazing. Like we there's a bunch, you know. And, but it's just it's just crazy. I like have one for them, people people use social media and Twitter as a negative, right? They they we we always hear about the negative about Twitter and all that and. To think that Twitter is what brought us all together, right? And that's what brought mm-hmm. me and Mo together. Like, we're just replying to stuff. And then, like, randomly, some kid from Florida hits me up. They're like, oh, yo, you like, they like your show and all that. And same thing with Jeff. Like, Jeff was in a chat in one of those Facebook groups and kept messaging, you know, kept commenting about my shows. I'm like, whoa, somebody likes my show that's not, like, from around, like, you know, family or friends close by. And we used that, and, and we always said, yo, we got to get I, – I liked your vibe. I had listened to a few of your shows. I liked your vibe. And I said, we got to get a show, and then we finally did one, and then, boom, it just became, you know, what it is now. So, like, you know, that's that's the dope part about how we've used Twitter in the positive ways, you know. So that's why when people, like, ne- you know, try to be negative with Twitter, and I'm like, Twitter's the reason why we have this for me, you know. Yeah, this is why we're all here. Like – you know, I don't care about all the negativity and all that. Like we, we've we've done a lot of things, cool things, and we've grown and you've grown, which has been dope. And like hearing like people I've networked with, and then I always say you got to go get you got to go, um, you know, um, and you've had them on your show, and they've always said, "Yo, Mo's dope," and, and you know, to have those relationships, it's been dope. And and you know, you've just you've grown as a podcaster as a producer, as a DP, as everything, you know, where you have, you know, just, you know, so much respect from people in the podcast industry. That's why you just a 15 minute video. And, and there's a few, I actually missed out. I'm sorry. The Hoopers did it one. I forgot to add it. Um, but there was a couple of other guys. I forgot to add the videos, but you know, that, that just shows that video was 15 minutes, you know, and that just shows the, the love that people appreciate and the respect that you've earned from the podcast, but, and, but also you've taken a lot of, you know, little things that people said, you know, improving this and, and you've worked on it and you've gotten better and gotten better. And that's dope to see when people take that and keep getting better and keep getting better. And, and now you're, you're a pro at this. So that, that to me is the, the one thing I, I'm going to take away is that your growth as, as a podcaster and, and just the continue and the, the, the grind and all that, like to get to a hundred is no, that's hard. But yeah, Tom Tom Brady smoking cigarettes is probably number one. And that it was on my good. it was on my that's show, so it sort of doesn't count. That but that that. One, that Tom and, and, and I know 
that's number one for me. If one of this moment, um, uh, after that, the Tom Brady smoking cigarettes is it has to be in the hall. But of you fame. think of the hours of conversations we've had. Could you even fathom how many hours of conversations you know between you know? I remember you guys way back when did the did the all time NBA draft show. Like that was like three hours of conversation. Then I did the grading show of it, which was like I mean, it's just hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Of it. And it's, it's, like, well, and, and, and I, I gave it some thought today because I was thinking about the fact that Mo's hit a hundred episodes and, you know, I tallied up all the ones that I had done and thought about like, I've been podcasting for three and a half years, but that's just my show. I've done probably 225 right. episodes, but then I thought about it. I'm probably doing two guest shows a week. Yeah. So when you tally that up, that's another 350 shows. <laughs> it's insane. I'm like, I've got like five, 600 episodes of content, not even yep. necessarily that's my own, but it's other people's as well. And if most of those shows are an hour, we're talking about 600 hours. Yeah. yeah. 25 it's days of my life has been spent podcasting. It is. It is work. And especially when you have kids, man. Job. And a family, exactly. yeah. yeah you, just it. And you got family. You got family. You got yeah. You got your wife. How you, you do got, it? I don't you know. Two little kids. You know, you, you got your just everyday life and to be able to do on the weekends. Like you're trying to plan shows around certain. Like Ohio State plays on Saturday. Okay, I either got to knock it out before. Chances of me knocking it out after ain't gonna happen, which means I got to put it off to Sunday because, like, yeah, it's never, yeah, never after. I think I've done. I've I've done some interesting post game shows. (laughs) (laughs) A couple post game shows, and really, it's only been with more. I think I might have done one on my own, but other than that, of talking what I wanted to talk. Other than that, it's either been with Jeff on Buckeyes remakes or Jay on Locked On Buckeyes. So it's a post game after Ohio State. May or may not have had a few drinks in me talking about Ohio State. So, yeah, it's tough. It's like if I can't knock it out in the morning and then with work, like just trying to figure out a schedule and be like, oh, I got to get it done, get it done. But, yeah, bro, I mean, I think everybody here has done, I mean, hours on top of it. I do have one more for you before you move on because my wife actually was the one who pointed it out to me because I would mentioned to her today that uh, I was hopping on for your 100th episode. And then she said, I remember when you had that guy on your first show. And we – we roasted Mo for it last night. How when he went on Jay Stevens' show and he had the do rag and, and the undershirt. Oh no, no, that's number one. No, 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 no. I take, I take back Chris. Chris, that's how he came on my show the first time. And oh, back really? then, I was not doing a live show. I'm pretty sure it was just over Zoom. But like, I had it all recorded. And then when I finish, normally what I'll do is I'll take my laptop, I'll go sit in bed, and I'll edit it and whatever. And my wife goes, oh, who did you have on tonight? And I'm like, oh, this guy, Mo, like I've been listening to his stuff for a little bit. And then she's like, oh, let me see. Like, like who is he? And I showed her the video. She just gave me one look and she's like, really? And then I, play, but then I played the clip and she goes, oh, he's really good. Yeah. Like right away, oh, she recognized that, like, that, like the talent. Was there. She had no idea what you had. <laughs> my hey, word. All I'm saying is, is, is this crazy? And so, um, when I got on with Jay, right, and he was like, I had the muscle shirt and the do rag, and Jay was like, You just finished working out, bro? <laughs> no, nah, I, like, no. I was like, I went out way earlier. Like, I didn't took a shower and everything else. And it's almost like Jay wanted to be like, Come on, bro. Like, hey, yo, yo, we, we missed an opportunity. We should have all, we should have all wore muscle shirts and do rice tonight. 
Hey, me and Kenneth, me and Kenneth would have brought the hat stand. You about to get Jay fired from Locked On? Like they're gonna be like, "What is?" Because Jay just was like, "You, you just got done working out, bro," and I was like, "Nah, I worked out this morning." And he kind of was like, "Can't put a shirt." Like I know he wanted to be like, "You can't put a t-shirt on," but I didn't think nothing of it. Like I really didn't think nothing of it. But that's probably the worst. Like that's my um, that's unprofessional. Like that's it, me and me and Ken have been laughing about this since that episode because yeah, I think I, I think me and Ken. I'm like Ken. Did, I think I hit up Ken. Like Ken, did you? Did you see Locked On Buckeyes by any chance? Like, I I only watch it if you're I I don't don't watch it if Jeff and and Moa. I'm gonna watch it because you're my guys. But I watch it. I'm like, is he gonna change? (laughs) Maybe he's maybe it's like he's rushing and like he's gonna put on like a Superman mode and put on his cape and he's. Why does he look like knocking out like a 15? I'm like, no. Why does he look like my It's not like he just worked out. It's like, all right, that would have been a good excuse. You should just yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did a nice workout. My bad. I'm running late. No, I lost my luggage. I worked out at six a.m. I'm just ready to go. I worked out at six a.m. Jay, like he's like Jay's like, why do you look like the Uncle Man in the Grill at the Fourth of July cookout? What's happening? All you needed was a black and mild and, and a little bottle of Henny, and you would have been. That would have been, been it. That been Uncle Mo Murphy. Like they would have just been. Yeah. I, I would have had to change my whole podcast. They would. You would have got canceled. You would have got canceled. Like, awesome. I'll be like, Jay, we cannot accept this. Yeah, we'll be like, Jay, you you can't. We love personality, but Mo with the black and mild Henny and a cutoff T-shirt and and. and People is a little too much, man. Like folks have been listening to locked on rolling their windows up. They don't even know why. I, I've looked at I've watched the many, many locked on shows. I have various yeah. friends who are locked on host. I've never seen anyone. Mo was the most unprofessional. <laughs> and I guarantee the content was fire. I well, guarantee it was, it was a great show, and Jay was like, great great episode. Episode. But I'm like, so good. I you know, watch the video. Was that the week? Oh, it was the week before Michigan, I think. I think we played Maryland that week. It was either oh, Maryland yeah, 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 yeah. or Maryland. It was before. It was prior to play at Michigan. So we're going to lighten up. I only up. listened to the audio. I missed it. Yeah, so we're going to lighten up the mood. We're not, you know, I appreciate all the praise I've gotten for the past hour. Um, I don't want to take too, too much more of your time, but these are a couple things I wanted to get into just because this is fun. Um, so, Rob, I'm going to start with you. Greatest win in your sports fandom history by one of your teams. Don't I don't care if it's college, football, basketball, NFL, I don't care. Greatest win was was the one win you could think of that your team where you look back and you'd be like, I don't know if I'll ever get that feeling again. Um man, so the last time Washington won a Super Bowl was eight months before I was born. So I can't go there. That I feel like I never feel again. It honestly would probably have to it's gonna be weird because I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to switch over to baseball. Uh, a few months ago, when the Padres beat the Dodgers in uh, Game Four of the NLDS, move on to the NLCS, only because the last Padres had made it that far. I was six years old and did not give two shits about baseball. Um, now I only give one shit about baseball, uh, so it's a little bit better. Um, but doing it not only to make it to the NLCS, but to beat the Dodgers in doing so, I was. Uh, I consumed a large amount of adult beverages that night. I was in not a good, good shape, not, not in good shape to, to watch the game, no matter what happened. 
and I and I think I I definitely cried that night. Oh, I've recorded it. Um, but yeah, th- something that I'll probably never feel again, just because the Dodgers are are the Dodgers and they got money and they got buku bucks like that. Right now, it's looking like I know there's been some reports that Judge may or may not go to the Giants. Like just no, yeah, that's something that no, I don't. No, 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 no negativity. You know, this is a positive show. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Wins, W's, W's. Judge is still thinking about where he wants to go. As well. And and the thing is, so he he actually went to he went to Fresno State. Uh, this was I think five or six years after they won the College World Series back in '08. Uh, so I watched him, you know, pretty closely in college. He won the home run derby while he's at Fresno State. Um, got drafted by the Yankees. So I, I've been keeping an eye on him. Uh, so the possibility of him going to the Padres is is there. Um, it just depends on how much the owners willing, kind of money willing to throw at him. Uh, but yeah, th- those two factors mainly. I don't think it's it's not fathomable in my eyes for me to see the Padres make it that far again. Yeah, I mean that was definitely you know I'm not big into baseball, so like if the Rays like I've seen the Rays make the World Series, never win one. Really good care less. I mean, if they won one, cool. I'm a Rays fan for, for that. But if they don't win, I'm not, you know, I'm not big into baseball. Um, Jeff, greatest win by your team. And full disclosure, Jeff is a little bit older and he loves to brag about him being older and he loves to brag on how much I've, more sports he's seen than us. So I've had a good run. I've had a good run. I got to watch, uh, like, I was, I was thinking, like, my contestants were the 98 Bulls. I really like that one a lot. Um, and then I got, um, you know, the 16 Cubs are right there. Um, I even watched the 85, uh, Miami ruin, uh, Chicago bears, perfect season. I can remember that as a little kid. And then I had to decide between the top two and I went with the 2002 national championship high state Buckeyes. Um, it's, it, it, it was, a it was coming off of the 10 year run, you know, that we had had, especially with, you know, we couldn't beat the team up North and just everything that was in our way and Trestle coming in. And then the next, you know, his second season, having this miracle season uh, and beating what I, you know, most of us think still think and did think then is one of the greatest college football teams that we would ever see. I don't, uh, 14 was great, but I, I don't know if, I don't know if I could ever recapture just everything that, you know, was wrapped into that O2 Buckeyes national championship and, and one of the greatest games ever, you know, played in the history of sports. Just you factor it all in, celebrate it. We, I watched it with my entire, like most of my family and most of my friends, you know, uh, so the experience was great. The game was great. Um, you know, that, that one will stick around for a while. Yeah. I mean, I was obviously Jeff, a much younger, but I do remember that. Like it was yesterday, obviously you guys know my story. That's really, that year with the Maurice Claret and Maurice Hall duo at running back, that's that made me the diehard Buckeyes fan. I was obviously my dad's from Columbus, Ohio. That's so that's where my fandom started. But being, I think I was six, I was six, about to be seven years old. So being a young kid, still forced, I, w- I would say forced Ohio State on me. Like I, I am my dad's child. I'm a, I'm a daddy's boy. So whoever he likes, I like. Um, which is where the Cowboys come into play, just because in the era that he grew up, that's all they could watch on TV. But when they had Maurice Claret and Maurice Hall, like two running backs with the the same name as me, like, oh, I'm in love. Like, and, and the love from Ohio State really started from there. So I do remember that national championship, but that's not going to be mine, but we're in the same ballpark. Ken, greatest win by your team. 
greatest win by my team. One of your teams, like just what you know. Honestly, probably for me, and it'd probably be 2015 Duke national title game. Um, they went down early second half of that game. I thought it was over. I mean, they were down double digits. They looked dead in the water. Um, it's why I defend Grayson Allen all the time, because in college he had one great game as a freshman, and therefore I defend him till the end of time. But he was incredible in that national title game, brought him back, and then Tyus Jones hitting the shots down the stretch. And that was just a fun team for me in general, because you had Julia Okafor, who I think if he plays 20 years earlier, he's one yeah. of the best centers in the league. Um, he unfortunately was just playing at a bad yeah, time. Yeah, what are you guys telling me? No problem, Chris. It's all good. Um, <laughs> Pause your mic. <laughs> and then you've got, like, Quinn Cook was on that team and Justice Winslow and you had uh, Grayson Allen, Tyus Jones. It was just a fun Duke team in general. So for them to, to win the national title that year, um, everyone was talking about Kentucky all year long, as they should, because they were undefeated heading into the Final Four before losing to that Wisconsin team. Um, so that's probably the the best one for me would be that Duke national title. Yeah, and it's crazy because what you've seen how many how many has Duke won in your lifetime? Three. Duke's got three in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard when your team. And has I was too young to remember the first. Like, like I, I yeah. say that I'm alive for that, but when you're like eight years old, when it happens, you know, you you kind of maybe remember watching it, but not really. I didn't start watching Duke until Reddick was there. And then 2010 was a fun team as well, but Shire's now our coach, and and we had Nolan Smith on that team and Singler. It's just and- hard to pick sometimes when you pick it. Think about a team who has multiple championships in your lifetime. Usually, any greatest win is going to be a championship, and so now you got to evaluate which championship um, meant the most to you. And, and the one that was the close second had to be the Lakers beating the Celtics in 2010, because Kobe that was That's his last title. That was his last title. He lost them in 08. You know, they didn't get to face him in 09 because the Magic got there. But for them to win game seven at home against the Celtics was pretty crazy. So those would be my top two. You want to know something awesome? I watched the 1990 uh, UNLV and then the 1991 UNLV versus Duke. Like, like remember, like it was yesterday. I, I couldn't hate a team worse than I did those Duke teams. Nobody on earth could hate anybody worse than those Duke teams. That's fair. Yeah, they were hated like back in the day. Like hated, hated. Oh, they hated oh. Grant Hill. Christian Leitner was like a menace to society. Grant Hill was tough to hate. I will say, no, Leitner was public. Oh, Leitner is easy to hate. I get the Hurley hate. People hating Grant Hill was just it made no sense. But we had to do it because he's yeah. such a, he's such a nice guy. You see him now, and he was also such a great pro. But everyone, that's the one knock that they have on Grant Hill was that he went to do. Yeah. So, Chris, greatest win by your team. I think I know where you're going. Um, the the O two uh, the O two national championship where Miami won, but the ref <laughs> out there for that's my favorite national championship. I agree. Uh, that happened. Uh, um, right. He's not favorite. To, it's, to me, it's easy. It's the the two thousand seven New York Giants. Of course, that's because yeah. you were going the Giants that's route. Like it's, um, going that route. I've, I've been fortunate to watch a lot of my teams win championships, except for the Knicks, um, early on in my lifetime. So kind of got spoiled early on, but the 07 Giants run is, it, it's a special run. Like I could probably, I could probably go through every game, like starting off 0-2 and beating Washington the third game. And like that run 10-6, and playing the Patriots in the last game of the season, their 
15 and 0. Brady's going for the record. Moss is going for records. They beat us, but not only, you know, it was a close game. And that momentum, that momentum was just absolutely crazy. Crazy. Like winning that, that first game wild. against Tampa Bay, then going against the Cowboys 13 and 3. Tony Romo, you got. You know, T.O. and all that defense is good. Roy Williams and all that. And then, like, Brandon Jacobs scoring that touchdown and throwing that ball right into the, you know, um, the 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 time clock and all that and winning that game and then going to Lambeau. No, we can't beat Lambeau. We can't go beat no can beat them in Lambeau. They had a great season, too, the Packers. And beating them in, you know, Lawrence Tynes. You know, you see Coughlin's face just red and, you know, red as red as the show, you know, background, like, and Tynes missing a bunch of field goals like that went to overtime and then the fumble. Now the interception by Corey Webster, who didn't even have an interception in this in a regular season till that till that postseason, and then obviously winning the Super Bowl against the undefeated Patriots. Like the tie, that drive. Forget about the Tyree play. That drive we had about a bunch of we had things go our way. You know, uh, you know, um, what's his face? Uh, the cornerback. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, that dropped the interception. Uh, Asante Samuel dropping the interception. It could have been the the fourth and one, you know, uh, by Brandon Jacobs. The third and t- the third and ten by Steve Smith that got the first down. And obviously the Eli Manning. I mean, you could push him, you could touch him, and he'll 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 you sack. He gets sacked. And like to him to, you got I think it's Roosevelt Colvin and a bunch of dudes just grabbing on Ty Warren, like grabbing on him. And he then the throw, the catch, you know, that ball doesn't even touch the. It literally like. Doesn't it like a, a center meter and it touches the ground? It's probably not a catch back in the day. And, and like with Ronnie Harrison, Tyreek dropped everything that week, everything. And winning that style, and then going to the parade was special. Like a parade in New York is why it's 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 everything, you know, everything. That that to me is the most special championship I've been able to see a team win. And you know, the one after it was special, but did that oh 2007 Giants, just the whole run, the People want Eli out. People want to call from fired. All that leading up to winning the Super Bowl. Like we <laughs> haven't won the Super Bowl in a while. Like we got throttled in 2000 against the Ravens. Everyone would have got throttled by the Ravens. But it, that to me, that 07 championship is the most special championship in my lifetime. Until if ever <laughs> the New York Knicks win a championship, then that will surpass that because it will. It will be an absolute. Shit show if the Knicks ever win a championship. But oh, side talk NYC is going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. New York City will be on a level on like on fire. They, Literally like, on fire. I think if the Jets win one, it will be on fire. But like the Knicks, because it's predominantly Knicks fans here, like you Mets, Yankees, 60, 40, 50, 50, you could say Jets, Giants right down the middle. But the Knicks, it's it's a Knicks town. If we win a championship, it'll it'll become number one. But going with the yeah. Giants 07 run, because that was that run was just Absolutely. I can go through every game. That last game was Buffalo in the regular season where my Bradshaw goes for 100 yards his rookie season. That rookie class was it with Aaron Ross and all that. Like it, it was a special, special season that year. And I don't think I'll ever feel in the Giants season that special again. Yeah. So Ken's about to have to go. So I'm going to go with my greatest win and then I'll start the next segment with um, we'll start with Ken. But the greatest win, it, I'm going to be honest, it's not a championship. It's one plate. The play led to a championship, ultimately. I know what it no, is. It's when Ezekiel Elliott put away Alabama, period, point blank. Like, Ezekiel Elliott putting away Alabama, 
because it led to a championship. It led to a blowout. It We beat a team. Literally, all of them, we snuck in. Mind you, we like to build it up. We snuck in over TCU and Baylor, and we, and we won 59-0. We were on our third-string quarterback. Like, nothing pointed to us being able to beat Alabama. And, I, and it, this year, more than ever, leading up into the season, I watched that game about 10 days in a row. And the, after the first time I watched it, the reason why I kept watching it had nothing to do with just Ohio State. It was the fact of all the NFL talent that was on that field on both both teams. That Bama team has like 25 starters in the NFL from that college football playoff game. And Ohio State has really about another 10. And so even the disparity of like what you look at, what they went on to do in the NFL, you're like, Ohio State was just at a complete talent advantage. And when Ezekiel Elliott got that ball and he ran up the middle and the camera followed him and you see no safety, and nobody was close enough because Zeke was a track star at the time. You see nobody close enough to catch Zeke. Game was over. And I had felt like going into that game, I said, if we could jump and beat Alabama, we will beat Florida State or Oregon. I felt that way. Could be personal bias. Really, at that time, I was like, what? I, I think I was like 18, 19. So, like, I didn't have, like, I wasn't necessarily analyzing. It was just being an Ohio State fan. If we beat Bama, we could beat anybody. And so to go on and win, but that that Ezekiel Elliott run is like iconic. Like that highlight goes into the Ohio State College Football Hall of Fame kind of thing. Like that that run right there. And it was because if we were favored, it wouldn't have been as great. Like it would have been great and it led us to the national championship, but we were the four seed. Nobody picked us. I mean, you spent a week and a half on ESPN of Bama, 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 nothing but Bama, Bama, Bama. And Ohio State not only wins, but goes on to win the national championship in blowout fashion, but it goes back to Ezekiel Elliott putting that game away. Like, I re- I remember I was watching the game with my dad. He stayed up late. We're watching the game. And when Zeke, oh, game over. Like, it's done. Thank, even though thank, there was God, for, thank, God for, thank God for backup middle linebackers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 everything works out. I mean, that's how things go. But, but that was I, I the, thought you were going to say Ray Allen when you talked. About I did, too. I thought Ray Allen was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ray Allen three. Yeah. Yeah. Because you said play that leads to a championship. Or the, Le, or the LeBron block because you're a LeBron stand. So. Yeah, but that, now, that LeBron block wasn't because it still was like my guy won a championship, but my team didn't win a championship. So it was like, yes, I'm rooting for LeBron, and I felt like – but my team didn't win, so like, yes, my guy won. But it's different when your guy goes and wins. Yeah, that Alabama game was special. Like, oh, you, yeah. well, you got you guys are getting it this year. What 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 we take when when people don't want Ohio State to beat the team that they can never beat. Like Alabama was, it was worse than what Georgia is right now. Like all we heard for a month, we were double digit dogs in that game. Oh, like it they were gonna a, destroy we us. Like Georgia, we're graced with Georgia being plus six and a half. So, which is yeah, insane. Yeah, which is crazy. We're graced with that. We were double digit under no chance, no chance of winning in that Bama game. So, anybody who put up stupid money on Ohio State money line, shout out to you. You're probably living some lavish life with a yacht and a uh, in a jet ski somewhere off of Miami's coast. Um, so, Ken, we'll start with you, and it's bring back a player. Um, I felt like this one is fun because I feel like everybody. And some one of their teams in this chat is in position to win. Like, like you, everybody has a team in in whatever sport they root for, their team could win a championship. And so, with bringing back a player, 
We're bringing back any former player who is now currently retired, but the difference is they don't have to have played for your team. So, Ken, pick a team and bring me back a player from history that you would put on one of your teams to make a title run this year in in whatever team you root for. So I'm on up in flames, so I'll go Cowboys because it's kind of just fitting to go Cowboys here. Put Deion Sanders on this Cowboys team. Ooh, nice choice. Now, now the reason why I say Deion, when I'm looking at who you have to beat to get to a Super Bowl, you have to beat the Eagles, who have A.J. Brown. You have to beat the Vikings, who have Justin Jefferson. You've got to beat San Francisco, who has Debo Samuel, depending on quarterback situation. You got to beat, I don't know who else in the NFC. The NFC is pretty bad. So let's see those three. Oh, Richie James? Oh, come on. You don't respect uh, Richie James? Yeah, no, I'm not worried there. Um, Terry McLaurin, if Washington gets in. Uh, Tampa, if they get in, if, you can if, cover Mike Evans. DK is so good. He could maybe cover Evans and Godwin. Um, but. <laughs> But I, I think honestly, because not only does Dion come in, you move Trayvon Diggs to the second corner slot, and I think you have a good secondary. Because I'm not worried about the offense. I, I don't think they need to. They have a good one-two punch in the run game. They've got some weapons. Um, probably not getting Odell because it looks like Odell's not going to be healthy until mid or mid January. So um, people can stop fantasizing over Odell. I think they'd be fine offensively. I think what they would need is a lockdown corner to take away that number one receiver because I think you take that away, it makes it a lot easier to beat teams like the Eagles. And that's easy to say. Like and you put Diggs on the other side, which yeah. makes it even better. Because I, I don't think you need pass rush necessarily. I think the pass rush is pretty solid, especially with Parsons. Um, I debated going Ray Lewis just to play the middle linebacker spot. But I think overall you get Deion Sanders playing corner and you shut down or at least limit those guys, then I think it's, I think that's championship caliber for Dallas, but Mo, uh, I got to go eat. So peace. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm doing it to you for once. I'm doing it to you. Congrats on a hundred. It's good to Uh, see you, Kevin. All right. So Chris, we're going to go with you. You got a couple teams um, who, are primed to possibly are in position where they could win the championship. What player in the past of that respective sport could you add to your team to win you a championship? Lawrence Taylor on the Giants. Oof. That's what we're missing. I know we need a receiver, so I can easily go Randy Moss. Randy Moss. <laughs> and but we won games without having um, you know, great receivers on but if we have Lawrence Taylor on this team wrecking havoc I don't you know doesn't matter what receiver you're at because he's going to change the game because that's the thing is we got a couple solid pass rushers but they're babies right now you know as Ozilari just came back you know Thib is is going to be good but he's a rook and we don't really you know we we get some sacks but it feels like we have to work too hard to get those sacks you know, it feels like it's because of, you know, busted coverage or quarterback holds the ball too long. We get those sacks. But Lawrence Taylor, he's going to get it. And you have to – now you have to slide protection. And then maybe that leads a Thibodeau to get one-on-ones and just wreck havoc. And so there's just so many things he changes. He helps our secondary. Our secondary is not good right now. We got a lot of injuries. Um, so he Lawrence Taylor would wreck havoc. Yeah, he would. Uh, Lawrence, Taylor, Lawrence Taylor would have files – 
or charges filed against him we within would, the first yeah. five plays of a modern NFL yes, game. He, 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 we would be in first place if we had. I, I said the same thing about guys like him, guys like Walter Payton. If they just, if out of nowhere they just popped on the field, people would want to retire. Yeah, and that's because and I, they're not used to it. The, yeah, the violence. He's just a, a violent player. He he makes plays. Even in coverage, sometimes he's in the right place. He, he was he was pretty, the he, he just wrecks games, and that's what the you need is. That's what we would if we had that. If you and I could be, I can add like Michael Jordan to the Knicks, but I still think we probably suck because just yeah. the roster sucks. But when you add Lawrence Taylor on the Giants, like he was a Giant, so I don't even have to go anywhere. Yeah, really, there. you got one of the greatest ever. And you didn't we have one of teams. we have, in my opinion, the greatest defensive player of all time, like. Now the rules. Now maybe he we gotta you know add some depth because he might miss a game or two because he might be under the influence. Oh, he's getting suspended. <laughs> he's getting suspended. Um, so let's hope we could get him on a leash. But you know, if we're not gonna include that, yeah, Lawrence Taylor, put him on this. We're in first place. I, I, I like put it. Lawrence yeah, I like Taylor. It. Here, he's defensive. He's killing. He's killing Jalen Hurts. He's killing Dak for sure, and he's killing whatever the command. Wentz, uh, Heineke. First place, there's no doubt in my mind. First place, the defense looks so much better. The secondary that's weak would would have a few picks. He would wreak havoc, havoc, and he probably wins us another two more game, three games on his home. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> yeah, Giants. I think would he would get us to the Super Bowl because I mean he did it in the past with with the, a kind of similar teams too. You know, like I, I would, I would explosive teams. He didn't do it with. I'd like you to know, see Lawrence Taylor get play against Aaron Rodgers one time, just one time, <laughs> just kill Aaron Rodgers. So Jeff, you got a couple teams primed I, to win a championship, like you really do. You have a couple, so uh, I bring one back. Who you? I took a, I, I took a loophole here. So since I got two teams, but I picked one player at different points in their career that could help both teams. Uh, he actually played for one. I I took. Uh, um, Antoine Winfield uh, from the Ohio State Buckeyes slash Minnesota Vikings. I think if he, if you give me a Ohio State version of Antoine Winfield, that would be the biggest difference in this Buckeyes team. And if you give me the NFL version of Antoine Winfield, I think the uh, Miami Dolphins would be better for it. So uh, I picked one team to help too, um, you know, because I, I just – it's hard to explain. Like I know he wasn't – he was, I mean, he was one of the greatest cornerbacks to ever play in the NFL. But it is hard to like, you know, you know, how, you guys know how it is when you watch your team. Mm-hmm. Like you really watch players, and that's the difference. And he is just a guy that could do everything at cornerback. He, if you go back to his couple, you know, last couple seasons at Ohio State, they weren't they weren't what people see now. You know, th- this offensive team, and and you know, they win almost every almost every game. You know going away and all that it wasn't like that and Winfield single-handedly had to had to win games for them best tackling cornerback I ever saw great coverage cornerback smart um you know could get you turnovers solid you know could read a defense I think that you give me him on either one of these teams and I think it's I think that puts them might put them over the top that's an underrated pick. He's he was really good. Yeah, that's- I, it's he was amazing. And I just and it's because I got the focus and I got to watch him. But like, you know, Daryl Green, I could say the same thing for Daryl Green, but I didn't watch Daryl Green in college. Mm-hmm. I watched Antoine Winfield in college and I know that, you know, it was him like maybe a Mike Doss, but Winfield was he was different. Uh, he was a he was a superb college football player and NFL player. 
Yeah. So, okay. So before we close out, I could bring back any player. Uh, it's crazy. Winfield made the list. Um, oh, and awesome. Yeah. Winfield actually made the list because I was thinking about who's the best Ohio state corner at, from Ohio, like at Ohio state. And I'm like, there's a few of them. Cause Sean Springs have, was good. Yeah. Sean Springs. And we have like Denzel. Both. Sean Lattimore both. were crazy, especially in college. They were crazy. Uh, um, but you know me, I love points and I love offense. And I think the offense is missing a guy. We're missing two two type of guys on the offense. But I think we're missing a guy that can really take the top off a of defense and take the pressure off of Marvin Harrison Jr. And so I think as good as Abuka can play, as good as Fleming can play, I feel like if we could add one more guy in that room, he would be the difference in making us a, a matchup nightmare because I think on – I'm thinking about everybody on their best nights. And so I think C.J. Stroud is great on his best nights. Like his best nights, he can give me 350 and six touchdowns. Willie against Georgia, probably not. But if I can add Ted Ginn Jr. Okay. If I can add Ted Ginn Jr. to this Ohio State team because I put him on kickoff return, I put him on punt return, and I put him to stretch the defense. We seen how field, how he put, how he changed the the field position. We on kickoff and punt return. Kickoff and punt returners can still be very lethal in college football, especially. And then I could put him at wide receiver and throw him like he's just the deep threat. But he is the true guy that if you don't put any type of attention to him. He takes all the attention off Marvin Harrison Jr., who's arguably the best football player in college football, not a quarterback. And you even could argue that he's the best player in college football, period. But if I can get a guy that's going to come in and take attention away from him, I arguably have two of the best players in college football that are non-quarterbacks in Ted Ginn Jr. If you talk about what he was in college, he would be one of the best non-quarterback players in college football right now. And I think that would be a matchup nightmare for any defense. And I did want to add some of my own defense because I'm like, we do need some defense. But if we can score 60 on any defense that has to step in front of us, then I'm not necessarily concerned. And I I also thought about Justin Fields. But I feel like we could be formidable. If Fields, I was, on, Fields was on my list. Marino was on my list for the Dolphins. I'm so, Yeah, and, and part of me thought yeah. you were Part of me thought if, you were going to go Marino. I was like, he's going to go damn. If I had to pick Canes, like that would help the Canes and the Giants, I would go with – I had to just oh, – Sean Taylor. Oh, and, Sean Taylor. <laughs> Sean Taylor to me, even over Ed Reed. I think Sean Taylor would have oh, been the greatest. Man, I forgot. Uh, would have been the that, greatest safety of all time. It might be Ed Reed too. I mean, oh, we gosh, lost Sean Taylor at 24 years old. Like he didn't even in his prime. He was still very raw, and he was oh still getting. He's still essentially a baby. Like twenty four years old is a safety. Like you had at least another eight years. Yeah. And like offensively, three. like Andre Johnson, I think would help Miami because we don't have really, you know, uh, wide receiver threats, and he would help the Giants too. Like, My only thing with that would be: Do you think Daniel Jones could get Andre Johnson the ball the way he would? I need mean, did you see the Texans, the quarterbacks they had? And their, that's true. And yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that's he didn't have much to work, and he was still a Hall of Fame receiver. Like, and imagine if he had a, you know, a like his best quarterback was Matt Schaub. Yeah, Derek, he had Derek Carr and <laughs> the endless amount of quarterbacks he had. Like, yeah, he that's what's gonna hurt his Hall of Fame, and that's what sucks is like his in that play a quarterback might hurt his chances to get in the Hall of Fame, which I think is a, a crock of you know what, like that that's gonna hurt him. But that's for a whole different show. Mine is you can flip a coin, give me Ted Ginn Jr. or Justin Fields, like. 
And I've said all year that if we had Justin Fields on this team, we we didn't. Oh, we, there, we, it's, you know what Ohio State guy I like? Changes our offense of Chris Gamble. Chris yeah. Gamble. Me too. I, I like him a lot. Wide receiver, corner, wide receiver. He was a big yeah, part of that O two national championship. He played yeah. almost every play. Yeah, and I can play him on both sides of the ball, but I just think Ted Ginn, like, like, and there's multiple guys I could pick, but I just went with Ted Ginn because I'm like, if I can get a speedster, the fastest man on the field to take a top off of a defense like Georgia, and then now you have to match up one on one. You've seen what it looks like matching up one on one with Marvin Harrison Jr. There hasn't been a corner yet that could do it. And there's a couple corners he's faced that are probably going to go in the first round or future first round draft picks. He, he has done that. And there's, he's a matchup nightmare, even against Michigan, who has, even though he's a freshman, but they got a great corner that I think is going to end up probably being a first round pick. Joey Porter Jr., like he's a matchup nightmare. And so if I could take any type of pressure where I have to move Ted Gann on the other side or I put him in the slot and the safety can't commit. Over the top of Marvin Harrison Jr., I essentially have an unstoppable offense. One more just because before we close out, Ezekiel Elliott was my other one because I'm like, we could add a huge run. If I had to pick, just real quick, if I had to pick one for both college and pro from anywhere, it'd be Randy Moss. That's a a guy that was 1,000% unstoppable. He only stopped himself. Did did you hear the story on the the Manning cast about him going uh, to the Tennessee visit that Peyton Manning was late? Yeah. (laughs) They they were on the show and and, uh, and Eli asked him like why didn't you consider being a volunteer and he's like well I went and Peyton wasn't there and Peyton I said oh I wasn't there because I was with my girlfriend and then they had told me that Moss is coming to town so I ran got in the car got over there but it was too late he had his mindset on because remember Moss wanted to go to Notre Dame I think it was like Notre Dame and then he, I think he wanted to go to Florida State or something like that and then he, he went to Florida Marshall. State. Went to Florida State and got kicked out and wound up going to Marshall with uh he was with Pennington. So he was almost yeah. a volunteer. Almost yeah, a- Randy Moss would be like really and for the record what got Randy Moss kicked out of Florida State then wouldn't now. I just want to put that yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He feels yeah, like yeah. a Florida State player, right? Doesn't it Randy was one of those out yeah, it was one of those out no, it was one of those Allen Iverson things to where yeah, there was a fight and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was too black and they just kicked him out. Especially for Notre yeah. Dame, too. He's way too urban. Yeah. Even Florida State, like back at that time, like Florida State was still because you oh, had Miami. Those were the common. That was the whole thing with them in Miami. Miami has all the urban kids from from the inner yeah. They had the Miami you know the convicts versus the Catholics. Yeah. Like Florida State was still like yes, we have black players yeah. and yes, we're going to win. Florida. Florida. We have they the ones Florida. that go. No, they're not. Like, they're not too black. People won't turn the TV off. Yes, yeah. I, I mean that's Miami. what happened. I was there. Like I lived Miami through this was shit. Just too urban. Like, Back in the yep. oh, man, I yeah, convicts versus Catholics. Like, you know, it's crazy. You could never have a matchup of two teams and call it convicts versus Catholics. Oh my god, no. world. that would never ever, ever happen. That could ever. never be a label for anybody. So I appreciate y'all for joining me on my hundredth episode. Um, and it's even more special, you know. I appreciate Rob coming in and, and Ken, but it is more special to be able to close out with with you guys. Um, as much as I love Rob and Ken, and I would love to close out with them, but like to be here, like this is the triangle. This is this is where a lot of great things happen, um, and more great things are to come. Um, so I do appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody who made the video again. Um, y'all made me tear up. That's crazy. 
Um, I told you, bro. What I say? You I thought I was joking in the chat. I did not shed a tear. Yeah, I thought you were joking. I just figured you're like, oh, Mo's gonna get emotional about his hundredth episode. I had a plan. Thing I was expecting. And I seen, I seen K dot pop up in the thing, and I'm like, oh, y'all must. I checked my Twitter real quick while y'all were talking. I checked my Twitter to see if like K dot commented. It was like, hey, somebody shoot me the link or something. So the last thing I was expecting was a video. Um, so I do appreciate everybody taking out that time, man. It means a lot because it's just like a, a reflection in the mirror of people do value me as a person. And so like, it's one of those podcasts, no podcast, like the fact that I've run into a bunch of people and they've had the, the impact they've had on me. They felt the same way um, is definitely special. So like I said, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Listen, make sure you follow my guy, Jeff Hunt of uh, December 31st. He probably will be out of his mind tweeting, hopefully in a positive light though, but we will see. I don't think he'll tweet too, too much leading up into the game. I think he'll just let it ride and kind of let everybody say, they say their stuff, but I think on December 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern, the wrath of Jeff will start. And make sure you go follow my guy, Chris, and make sure you tune in to Off the Ball Pod and get a bucket podcast. And make sure you go to offtheballnetwork.com for all your sports needs and entertainment. Also, real quick, if you're still tuning in, listen, make sure you go to seatgeek.com. It's bowl season. I've been looking at tickets to either the Texas Bowl or the Alamo Bowl, which is in my vicinity to be able to go. And it turned a $90 ticket into a $70 ticket, which if anybody is like me, hey, got to run things through the wife. And so it's a lot easier to pitch 70 bucks to go to a game than it is 90. So you do get $20 off using the promo code off the ball network in all caps. And with it being bowl season and playoffs are coming up, shedding any kind of price on tickets will make it well worth your while on being able to go to these games. So like I said, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening a hundred down and hopefully, you know, many more to come. Don't want to put a number on it. I'm going to just keep grinding, keep going. I mean, keep putting out great content for you guys because clearly I see I have enough people who appreciate it. And so I appreciate you guys as well. And on that note, Up in Flames is out.